You're listening to a word from the Lord, the podcast. My name is Pastor Michael E. Tong, and I serve as the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church right here in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. And I'm also a co-founder of a word from the Lord, Inc. And when you get an opportunity, I would love for you to visit our website at awftl with Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eton.org. AWF is uh, the initials for Word from the Lord, with spelled out, Dr. Michael and Kimberly Eton.org. And you can get to know our ministry and our vision. And in short, our vision is to share the Word of God with as many people as we can, and in many ways as we can, in Jesus' name. So if you'd like to support our ministry, after you listen to the message, God use uh, this message to touch and reach you in such a way that you would like to give. Uh, visit that website, AWFTL, with Dr. Michael McKimbleEton.org or call 1-855-510-1397. To announce that we will begin broadcasting on the first Sunday in June of 2023 on the Now Television Network. It's the second largest African-American television network. And it also is a satellite uh, also. And we're going to be broadcasting uh, throughout Europe. Uh, we heard in London, Paris, throughout that corridor, as well as all over Africa. So we are excited about joining the team at the Now Television Network. We're calling all of our prayer warriors to begin to intercede on behalf of the television program that God would use it in mighty and awesome ways to impact the body of Christ not only in America we'll be heard in America but all around the world so we want to thank you in advance for praying and now we're going to take you to the Bethlehem Baptist Church it is Sunday August the 13th 2023 we're in the 11 o'clock service where today's message is entitled, Should Christian Singles, Divorcees, Widowers, or Widows Have Sex Outside of Marriage? And we're going to be coming from 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 7 through 9. And now, without any further ado, let's get into the service where we'll get into the Word. To the household of the Lord once again. Praise the Lord that we can come and worship today. A few announcements before we get into the word today. Um, I want you to continue to pray as I send out the pastor's text. We have uh, Sister Debt to that uh, list as she had surgery last week. And we're going to continue to pray for Sister Audrey. Who didn't, who's not doing too well uh, this last week, uh, but we believe God has the power to heal. Amen? Amen. And the power to enable us to endure such a time as this. Amen? Amen. And we believe that happens by prayer. Jesus said that my house shall be called a yes. house of what? Prayer. Prayer. Amen. Uh, so we want to make this place what God says it should be. Amen. Amen. And when I send out the pastor's prayer list next week, and if you if you know anyone that needs to be on that list, please uh, text me, 
and let me know, and I'll put them on the list. Amen? Amen. Amen. I want to thank those who participated last week in our annual session. We had a wonderful time in the Lord throughout the week, and also we have a new moderator. Moderator Abraham Walton Jr. is our new moderator, and we praise God for him and his willingness to serve. And and he also asked me to stay on staff as the president of the Congress. Uh-huh. And all I right. praise Amen. the Lord. That's all I want to do anyway. Amen. Right. Praise Amen. the Lord. Right. And praise the Lord. So we're excited what God is doing in our district. Amen. And also we uh, next week we're going to be having a on Thursday a deacons and trustee meeting. Uh, Thursday at 6 p.m. We ask that all of our deacons and trustees uh, be there. And um, I sent a text as well to invite those who should be there. Amen? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So we're excited about that as well. We're excited about the installation service of Reverend C.L. Gray Sr. Amen. September the 3rd. 2023 at 3pm and dinner will be served at 1pm and we're just excited about uh, my son, our son and the ministry and what God is doing and want you to pray uh, for that great day. Amen? Amen. Amen and praise the Lord. And lastly um, on September the 24th 2023 we're going to be celebrating 121 years of service here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we're going to be praising God on that day, and it's going to be 11 o'clock only. Amen? Amen. 11 o'clock only, and we're asking for a special offering, $1 per year that we've been in existence, uh, 121. And if you can't uh, reach that goal of 121, I want 121 or something, all right? 121 of pennies, dimes, nickels, uh, 121, amen? We're celebrating that when you get this old in the Lord and, and worship, every year is a special year, amen? So we're excited uh, for that in Jesus' name. This coming Wednesday, I'm starting a new series uh, entitled How to See in the Dark. How to See in the Dark. Um, I saw that I had missed uh, a message in the series uh, because I initially said it was uh, the final message in the series last week, uh, but I noticed I had missed one. Uh, So we're going to start this new series uh, how to see in the dark on this Wednesday. And you Bible readers uh, know the text that we're going to be standing on, Job chapter 19, 25 through 27. You may not know the address, but you know the concept. Where Job said, I know my Redeemer lives. And he believed that he was going to see him not in heaven, not in the by and by, but he was going to see him on the earth. All right. And that's because he had the ability to see God in the dark. He was going through 
his a uh, 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 horrible time. Ah, uh, but he knew that his redeemer lives. Somebody ought to take that home with him right now. That might be your word right now. Yeah, because you're going through a dark time and a dark day and in and, and Bethlehem. We've been going through some hard times. Now we've been doing well because we've been looking at Jesus and walking across the storms and we make it look like it's nothing. Hello, somebody. Uh, but many of you don't look like what you've been through. Hello, somebody. And you don't look like what you're going through. Right. Because you know your Redeemer lives. Yeah. Hello, somebody. And, and you're going to see him, not in the by and by. Right. Hello, somebody. Yeah. But I'm going to see him right now. Yeah. Today. Amen. In Jesus' name. Boy, I feel like going on over there and preaching that right now. But I'm going to go. This last word in the series that we are asking for a friend. Just ask for a friend. It's not, it's not you. It's not me. We're just asking for a friend and this was a relationship series about uh, true love and and how we're supposed to live the Christian life in our love relationships and I've said I don't hear many preachers preaching on this and relationships can be the, the, the worst way that we get tied up as Christians the biggest mistakes uh, a lot of times that we make as Christians are in this area of relationships. Mm -hmm. And God has a way and a word for us to live uh, as a Christian. Right. He challenges married folk to be married, to act married, and to treat each other right while married. Hello, somebody. All right. Yeah. Hello, somebody, because some of, some of these uh, marriages that we have, they, they stay together, but they treat each other like trash. That's not a Christian marriage. That's not what God wanted you to, uh, to be in a dysfunctional marriage for 40 years. Hello, somebody. Uh, we can't live our lives the way we want to live our lives as Christians. We have to live our lives in obedience to the word of God. And God says and tells us how we should treat one another. Right. Hello, somebody. Yeah. And also uh, with single folk as well. Right. God tells you how to live. And, 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 and it's a very horrible time to live as a single person because um, our society is geared towards sexual immorality. Right. And, and everybody is doing it. Hello, somebody. And, 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 and a lot of times, uh, Christians uh, are influenced by the culture. Uh, but we're going to stand on God's word today. Please stand in reverence to the word of God as we're going to look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 7 through 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, 7 through 9. Read this together out loud at the same time on three. One, two, three. I wish that all of you were as I am, but each of you had your own gift from God. One has this gift, another has that. Now to the unmarried and the widow, I say, 
and it is good for them to stay unmarried, as I do. But if they cannot control themselves, they should marry. For it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord today. We're just asking for a friend, not for you, not for me. Uh, the question we're asking in this message this morning is, can or should uh, Christian singles, divorcees, widowers, or widows have sex outside of marriage? All right. Pose this question again. Should Christians, singles, divorcees, widowers, or widows have sex outside of marriage? We're going to look on around three points. The Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about the ability of singleness. We're going to talk about the availability of singleness. And we're going to talk about the appeal of singleness. We want Christians to know today that Christian singles uh, should get married if they do not have the ability to live sexually pure. Let me say that again. Christian singles should get married if they do not have the ability to live sexually pure. We're going to look at this brief video. Married people and single people need to understand what the Bible says about singleness. If married people don't understand the Bible's teaching on singleness, it probably means they haven't understood the Bible's teaching on marriage. Um, if they are seeing singleness as being second best or irresponsible or unspiritual, or lazy, any of those things, actually that's a sign they've not understood marriage properly. Because by, by implication they're thinking marriage is more spiritual, that it's more spiritually grown up to be married than to be single, um, that marriage is, is somehow an intrinsic part of Christian discipleship. All of those things actually are unbiblical ways of viewing marriage. So. Part of the reason we need to understand singleness in a biblical way is it will help us understand marriage in a biblical way as well. And the ways we misunderstand singleness reflect the fact that we're looking to marriage in unbiblical and unhealthy ways. So both marriage and singleness testify to the gospel. Uh, marriage shows us the shape of the gospel in that it models the, the covenant promises that God has made to us in Christ. But singleness shows us the sufficiency of the gospel because it shows us the reality of what marriage points to, which is our own relationship with Jesus. That is the real marriage. That is the ultimate goal for all of us. And singleness is a way of, of saying, because I've got the reality, I don't need the signpost. I don't need the model of it. So if, we, if we're not honouring singleness rightly, it means we're not, by the same token, we're not honouring marriage rightly either, or the ultimate marriage that both of them are meant to point to. Amen. And praise the Lord. Um, we've been known to look at the maps, and this is a map that I want to look at today. It says, if you're having sex and you're not married, it's not 
called dating, it's called what? Fornication. Fornication. All right, teach the word. Amen. I said this is a map, right? Right. It's the direction we learn and the way we should go. If you're having sex and you're not married, it's not called dating. And even today, they don't even call it dating. They no. call it uh, situationships. Uh, they call it uh, friends with benefits. Uh, some people don't even don't call it nothing at all. Um, but they're having sex, and they're single. And again, that's not dating, it's sexual immorality. All right. This is another place where most churches are not, don't even address this issue of singleness. Right, right. Because many times, uh, they said, well, back in the day, they said 93% of pastors were married, and they've been married uh, for a long time, so a lot, of, a lot of pastors don't have an idea of this concept of singleness because they've not been or had not been for very long. We live in a culture now where marriage is almost non-existent. Let me say it again. Because single folk now don't get married. You've heard me brutally say many times the only people that want to get married today are those who are of the same sex. They fighting for it. They want their rights. They're fighting for it. Um, seven percent of our households don't even have a man in it. So the I said all this to say when I was at Concord, I was what they called the singles pastor. And one of the ways that I would flex in the church service there is I would tell everybody who's single, please stand. Uh, single parents, please stand. Widowers, widows, please stand. Those who have been through a divorce, please stand. And we'd have about 70% of our church, and that was 20 years ago, who would stand. All right, I believe it. He hello, somebody. Who would be standing? So teaching on singleness, I'm not going to flex here, I'm not going to flex here, but uh, we really need this if we're going to save our culture. Uh, we need this teaching if we're going to have favor in our churches and in our culture. And the first thing we're going to see is, it's kind of like what the man said, in many churches today, 
they have a wrong view of singleness. But first of all, let me teach you what the Word of God says. The word singleness is not even in the Bible. Um, to uh, prepare for today's lesson, I, I went back and I listened to a song. I think it was back in 84 or 85 by a group called Cameo. And Cameo back then said, uh, I'm living a single, single, single. <laughs> Life! <laughs> Cameo was talking about living the single life and somehow in the church we picked that up and we started doing singles ministry but the word singleness is not in the Bible by the way. And if we define uh, our culture and in our church uh, by what the Bible says, a lot of people would be uncovered. Because the Bible says, it describes a person in one or two ways, married or unmarried. Okay? And, and, and you hear people today, uh, they'll say, hey, I, I'm not single, but they've been living with somebody for 10 years and they're unmarried. Uh, and the Bible would define them, yeah, yeah, you, you, you're not married, you unmarried. Hello, somebody. Right, right, right. And there's something wrong with that state because there's two states. So um, you think you're in a committed relationship, but the Bible said that you're unmarried. And you need to be in one or two states, married or unmarried. Hello, somebody. All right. And, and, and as the man said now, being unmarried is not an unspiritual position to be in. It's not a sign of immaturity if you're doing it God's way. Right, right. Hello, somebody. Now, people are not doing it God's way. It is a sign of, hello, somebody, immaturity, right. both spiritually and probably emotionally. Because the single lifestyle, you're not living the way God says to live, is a very selfish lifestyle. All right. Well, hello, somebody. It's very selfish because everything revolves around you. Right, right. Your happiness, mm -hmm. your pleasure. And it can be a very, oh, ungodly lifestyle. You're not doing it God's way, but in the text, we got a man by the name of Paul who's writing this. Hello, somebody. And guess what? Paul is living a unmarried life. Unmarried life. We try to change that concept. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but, but Cameo would say Paul is living a single life. <laughs> mm, right. Not the Bible. <laughs> right, right. But <laughs> Paul says this, the, the, the ability says, I wish that 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 all of you were as I am. And, and Paul was what? He was unmarried. Now, we, we, we don't know what happened to his wife because we believe that he was married before because he was a part of uh, 
He was once a Pharisee. Hello, somebody. And being a Pharisee back then, it's like being a senior, a senior pastor now in churches today where the vast majority of those were married. So we believe that he could have uh, been married, but at this time in his life, um, he was not married. And as an unmarried man, he said, I wish that all of you were as I am. Hello, somebody. Which, 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 which gets to what the man was saying in the video. Oh, married folk who think single folk are unmature. Oh, who are immature. And, 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 and these kind of folk living for the Lord have a bad understanding about marriage. Hello, somebody. Because one of the reasons why some marriages uh, are not working the way God says it should is because they never learn how to live this way as a single person or an unmarried person. Paul was unmarried and we knew, we know all the works that Paul did. He was unmarried and guess who else was unmarried? Anybody else guess who else was unmarried who made a, a major role on the Hello! That's a married man back there that said Jesus. <laughs> Jesus was not married. He was unmarried. And, and the lifestyle that these two men had as unmarried, oh, they were single-mindedly devoted to the Lord. They served the Lord. And if you're going to be unmarried and you don't want to marry, you've got to mature to the point where you're single-mindedly devoted to the Lord. All you do is do for the Lord. Ooh, let me say it again. All you do is do for the Lord. When I was unmarried, I was at the church and back then local Bible fellowship every night of the week. Hello, somebody. And I was either I was either serving or I was oh getting fed. I, I loved the Lord, and then all I was concerned about was the Lord. I was single-mindedly devoted to the Lord. Right. Not to myself. I had lost myself in my Lord. Not to myself, not to my own pleasures. Hello, somebody. I was living, oh, sexually pure and serving the Lord. All right, and this is what, uh, what, what Paul is saying. This is his ability. He said, I wish that all of you was as I am. And, and he's still wishing that today. I, he's wishing all of the unmarried folk could be like Paul, uh, could write, could travel. He, he, he wrote uh, almost, new, almost half of the New Testament. Uh, many of the churches that we read about today, Paul was there that planted the churches. Many of the books that we read, uh, Paul wrote those books. Hello, somebody. He was single-mindedly devoted to the Lord, and God used him in a tremendous way. I wish, oh, that all of you was as I am. I'm on fire for the Lord as an unmarried man, and I've given my all. I wish you could be like me. Help right, right. I wish you had that 
ability to not live a selfish life, oh, but live a life that is, that is, that is like Lucky. You say, who is Lucky? Who is Lucky? I'm glad you asked. After the service today, Maury is going to give away some sausage. Okay, and if you want some sausage, um, you can have some. Go downstairs and you'll get some sausage. Uh, that sausage came from a pig named Lucky. <laughs> and, 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 and Maury had an offering. Hello, somebody. And Maury asked the chicken to come and give an offering, and the chicken gave some eggs. But then Maury asked Lucky for an offering. <laughs> and guess what? Lucky had to die for the offering. He had to give up his life for y'all to have some, <laughs> some sausage. That's what unmarried folks should do. All right. Hello, somebody. Yeah. A lot of unmarried people like that chicken. They just want to give an offering. <laughs> give an egg. When God says, I want you to be like Lucky, you got to die to that selfish lifestyle. And you got to serve, sacrifice, and give everything you have to me. All right. That's the offering I want you to have. I wish that all of you was as I am. That you had the ability. I wish you had that ability. And he talks about, begins to talk about gifts. But each of you has your own gifts from God. One has this gift and another has that gift. Then he begins to talk about the gift. And this is where we get this concept of the gift. Well, we called it back in the day the gift of singleness, but it's really the gift to be unmarried and serve the Lord. That's, that's the gift that he said he had, okay? And he said, I wish I had, but, but each of you have your own gifts, though. I had this gift to be unmarried. And he's talking about gifts. Romans 12 and 6. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. One, to give the prophecy, let him use it to what? In the proportion of your faith. Now, if you have the ability or the gift to be single, Paul says, or unmarried and serve the Lord, Paul said, use it. All right. Hello, somebody. Use it. Be completely committed to the Lord. Because some folks say, uh, particularly a lot of older folks say, I don't want to get married. Hello, somebody. The widows sometimes, or those who find themselves unmarried. So we pose the question, should singles, divorces, widows, widows uh, have sex outside of marriage? And then here we go. Availability, then here we go. Here we use this term. Now to the unmarried. 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 That's what's used in the Bible, not cameo, single, single life. All right. <laughs> yeah. To the unmarried and the what wills, I say, it is good for them to stay unmarried as I am. You already unmarried? It's good for you to stay. Un 
uh, devoted to the Lord and you have the ability and you have the availability, stay, oh, as I am, and we can turn this world upside down for the gospel of Jesus Christ. We can serve him, oh, every night of the week. Hello, somebody. Fully devoted to the Lord. He said, preacher, oh, I don't know uh, what to do. Well, start something. That's what he used to, Bailey used to say. We don't have the ministry all oh, that we need. Then if God is giving you this ability, then start a ministry. Hello, somebody. Have the ability, the availability. Um, verse 27 and 26 says, Because of the present crisis, I think it is good for a man to remain as he is. And, 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 and here it says that God really doesn't care what state you're in, married or unmarried, but here he's talking about the crisis. In this crisis, it's, it's, in crisis times, it's harder to have a, a, a marriage and keep the family together. So he was saying, here, stay as you are. Stay as you are. Be who you are. But love the Lord and serve him. If you're married, stay married. Stop looking to get a divorce. Stay as you are. Hello, somebody. Marriage was meant to be permanent. Hello, somebody. It was that way in the beginning. You stood before the people of God, your family, and the pastor, or you went down, some of y'all went down to the courthouse. Oh, and you got married. It was meant to be for life. Hello, somebody. That's what God meant. So if you're married, Stay married, but don't be a dysfunctional marriage. Apply that agape love in your marriage. Apply the rules that God says that you should have in your marriage. Love each other, as we talked about, because love covers a multitude of sin. Oh, in marriage, be that way. But unmarried, be this way like Paul says. Serve and love the Lord completely. Just as you are. You have the ability. You have the availability. This is good teaching, but there may be another problem. <laughs> the appeal. All right. The appeal. He wish to say as you are. Married, living the Holy Spirit of the Lord. Single. Or unmarried, living the Holy Spirit of the Lord. Here's the appeal. But if they cannot what? Control themselves. They should marry. Get this. This is why we teach that the Bible don't teach that there is a soulmate, one soulmate, one person out of, uh, I forgot how many people on the planet we have today. I think somewhere six billion people and folk be looking for their soulmates. Soulmates. Fall in love. Get married young. 
then you have to go through the darkness and light and the mate dies. The mate dies, so what do you do? If you think that there was only one person of, out of billions of people to which you could have been happy with, if you only believe in a soul mate, then that means you would be a young widower, a widower, widow, widower. Hello, somebody. What do you do? Should you get remarried? Or should you just live for that one soulmate? The Bible don't teach about soulmate. The Bible don't teach about love at first sight. That's unholy and ungodly most of the times. Because you cannot tell that person's character by looking at them. They may look like an angel. But don't you know there are good angels and bad angels? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they look alike. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. So it doesn't believe in love at first sight. doesn't believe in soulmates or else uh, uh, Paul would have said here, you need to stay single or stay unmarried. But now, this is what he says. Here's the caveat. Here's the appeal. And the whether you should be married or not for the unmarried is that if they cannot control themselves, they should marry. Back when I was over the singles ministry at Oakwood Bible Fellowship, I met only one person who had Paul's gift who claimed to have Paul's gifts. And he got married. And still married today. I think it's 30-something years now. Still married today. Only one person who said he had the gift of singleness. And he got married. He's been married over 30 years now. Which means That it's very rare to have his kind of gift. I can't tell. I don't know. But you know, if you can control yourself. And if you were trying to figure out what he meant by control, he says, for well, it is better to marry than to burn with passion. All right. Back in the day when I read that, I knew. Because <laughs> I was born in the image of my daddy, and my daddy was a Roman stop. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. My, my daddy believed in that Houdini theology. And it runs through our blood. Anybody know that Houdini theology? I don't even know if I need to repeat it. But he says something comes out at night. <laughs> so when I read that again, I said, oh, I need to be married even though my daddy never married. Hello, somebody. He never married. Why, that's why you always hear me say I had to get a new daddy. 
Because God has teach me a new lifestyle. All right. Amen. Hello, somebody. Yes, and has put me in that lifestyle and tell me to stay there. Hello, somebody. So the question on the floor was, should, uh, should Christian singles, divorcees, widowers, and widows have sex outside of the marriage? And the answer is no. Seems very obvious. But it's not that obvious in our culture and in our society and even in our churches. But there are folk who show up to church every week and they don't develop the lifestyle of a Christian. Don't you know, oh, that Christianity is not a club? All right, amen. Don't you know? I told you singleness is not in the Bible. Also, members are not in the Bible. God didn't tell us to go and make members. Well. You have a, a house full of hell members. Can nobody tell them nothing? How to live, how to give, nothing. When the whole basis of Christianity, Jesus said, to teach them to obey every word that comes out of my mouth, anytime translation. Discipleship is learning how to live the Christian life. It's not just showing up. Hello, somebody. And God believes in this so much so that the temple back in it, it blows my mind. That temple that Herod built was destroyed because the people were not living for the Lord. That most magnificent temple that Solomon built, one of the wonders of the world, because they were not living for the Lord, God allowed the Babylonians to come and destroy it completely. Hello, somebody. God ain't into buildings. God ain't into crowds. You've heard me say that several times. God ain't into a crowd. This ain't a football game, Sunday. Hello, somebody. God is in two disciples making us. If you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, God has the right to tell you what to do. Right. Amen. Hello, somebody. Yes, sir. And he's telling you today, for some, you need to be married. And for others who are unmarried, he's saying, you need to be busy for the Lord. Woo. Hello, somebody. Hello. I didn't make this up. It's in the book. It's better to marry than to burn with passion. Right. H Hello, somebody. And that was his appeal to singles. Because whether you're single or, or, or unmarried or married or not, this text is what God is trying to teach us. First Thessalonians 4 and 4. Right. Each of you must know how to what? Control his own body in holiness and in honor. We must learn how to control this, te this temple in holiness and in honor. One of the biggest problems we can have in the church is people in my position not living in holiness and honor. My Lord. All right. 
destroyed many churches and the foundation that they thought they had crumbled. Hello, somebody. The lifestyle that they lived destroyed the church and destroyed them because they were up here preaching it but not living it. Hello, somebody. God has called us all from the pulpit to the back door to live in holiness. Let me say that again. Yes, sir. Amen. From this point to the back door, everybody in here, God wants to live holy. And if you can't control yourself, he came up with something that could help, and that's to be married. Hello, somebody. And marriage, by the way, is not a cure for promiscuity. All right. Because if you hadn't lived to live, if you haven't learned to live holy as a single person, then when you get married, guess what? You ain't going to be holy. Hello, somebody. That's why it's important for you to do this right now. Even before you get married, you got to learn how to live holy. It's very important for your marriage, for the unmarried, because if you don't, in our culture, they tell you, unmarried folk, they say, hey, you ought to go and sow your wild oaks. Right, right. That's what they used to tell me back in the day when I was a young man trying to live for the Lord. Uh, all of my co-workers say, you're too serious. You, 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 you need to sow your wild oats. Right, right. Yeah. That's what they used to tell me. And, 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 and my thought is the only problem with sowing my wild oats is that I'm going to reap it. <laughs> and that's why many marriages are dysfunctional today because they sold their wild oats. They were with a, a hundred women. What's the body count they call it? But what's your body count? They were with a hundred women. And then they have the audacity to want to marry a, a, a nice and good woman. Okay? And they marry that nice and good woman. They expect that nice and good woman to be like the hundred that he was with. Hello, somebody. And guess what? She ain't going to do what they did. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. And, and, and then, therefore, therefore, you read. What you saw, that's why a lot of marriages uh, say uh, that especially men, they say, oh, preacher, I want to get a divorce because my wife don't want to. Hello, somebody. She used to do it when we were single. Hello, somebody. All right. And then I said again, well, that's the problem. You done reap what you saw. Hello, somebody. You better learn how to live holy so you can reap some good things. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. We must each must know how to control our own body in holiness and in honor. Again, from the pulpit to the back door. Dare I say, men in my position. And sadly, I say it's, it's been very common. It's been very common. I, I, I told some of you that one young preacher said that 
it was so common uh, that he thought that was the way it should be because he was following all these older preachers around and they all had women on the side so he wanted to be like them so what did he do he got married and got had women on the side he thought it was commonplace and to which I had to say I had the thought homeboy you were preaching the Bible but you never studied it all right you were preaching the Bible, but you never lived it? What do you do when you don't have the right examples of what Christianity is? You get your example from the Word of God. All right, all right, amen. Hello, somebody. And that example says this morning, each of us must know how to control our own body and holiness and in honor. We want God to truly move and work at the Bethlehem Baptist Church, then we must be holy and we must be godly. You think God is going to add disciples to a mess? Hello, somebody. We must live holy and righteous lives. And we must apply the word of God All right. to the state that we're in. And again, it really doesn't matter whether you're unmarried before God or you're married. What matters is, is that you're living holy. Right. Amen. Hello, somebody. All eyes closed, heads about. I'm out of time. Right now, we come. Believing by faith that God is working and moving amongst us. And before we leave today, we have to make sure that everybody here uh, can be holy. Because the only way you really can be holy is you've got to give your life to Jesus Christ. Otherwise, you don't have the ability uh, or availability to live holy. So this is your appeal today. If you do not know Jesus Christ, give your life to Jesus Christ. The Bible says, simply says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be saved. And the only way, once again, for you to live holy, a holy lifestyle, is that you must be saved. So we're going to pause right now and give you this moment in time to slip out of your seats and come forth and say, hey, I want to give my life to Jesus Christ. I want to live this holy lifestyle that God says that I should live. Here's that one today. Here's that one. Somebody else today listening needs to say, hey, heard what the word of God says. It says I should be holy in my marriage and I should be holy unmarried. And I'm going to pray a special prayer for us all today that God will enable us to be able to do so. Because if we all lived holy unto the Lord, many times we think we got we to have a, a, a lot of people 
you got to read a lot of word. Do you know who, how many God chose to turn the world upside down? Before Peter preached and manifested a mega church, it was God spoke to 12 who, who would sanctify themselves, who would be filled with the Holy Spirit of God and who would go out and turn the world upside down. And today in this place, we've got enough to turn the world upside down. But we've got to be committed in Jesus' name. Is there another? Is there another? Most to come. Is there another? I know we're running a little over, but we'll wait a little bit. Oh, yeah. Amen. Is that another? Give your life to Jesus Christ. You may have a testimony. Whatever it is, you can come forth right now in Jesus' name. Is there another? You're listening to a word from the Lord, the podcast. Again, my name is Pastor Michael E. Tan. And before we leave today's program, I want to take this opportunity to let you know the greatest story ever told. The Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And if you're listening, you don't ever remember a time where you've prayed that prayer of salvation, where you ask Jesus Christ to be in your heart, uh, to come into your heart, where you believe that he died for your sins, was buried and raised again on the third day, then today can be that time. All you have to do is pray after me or pray with me this prayer. Dear Lord Jesus, I come today believing that you are God's only son and God's only way to enter into a personal relationship. I believe today that Jesus is God's only son, that he was buried and raised again on the third day so that today I may be saved. Come into my heart, come into my life, take over my will. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you're anywhere near Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. You've been born into the body of Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. I want to see you in the service this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. We start at 11 o'clock. Bring a family member or a friend. And I'm not inviting you to church. I'm telling you to come home because you've been born into the body of Christ right here. And if you are not in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma or driving distance, we're praying that you will find a church home. That's your priority right now. You have to find a church home. Holy Spirit, which was given to you when you pray that prayer, is going to lead and guide you to the right place. And in that place, after the preach, preach, I want you to go down and let them know you've prayed to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you need a church home. Again, I want to thank you for listening to A Word from the Lord. Again, visit our website at awftlwith.michaelkimberleyeton.org. Get to know our vision. And also there, you can support our ministry. If God has moved this, moved in a way that you just have to give, visit that website, awftlwithpastormichaelkimberleyeton.org. 
We have several ways that you can give to PayPal, paypal.me backslash a word from the Lord. We have also Cash App, a dollar sign, a word from the Lord. And also there are books that you can buy to support the ministry. This month, uh, we're adding or letting you, making available uh, John on the Run, which is a series that I am preaching on the Word from the Lord TV. So you can get that book or Secret to Your Best Life. Visit the website and support us. We want to thank you for listening today. And may God bless you and keep you is my prayer.